Hey friend, have you started decluttering your home, but you get hung up on purging items that you spend a lot of money on? I encounter this all the time with my clients. They say things like, but I've spent a lot of money on that. I can't just get rid of it or throw it away. And my response is always the same. When was the last time you used it? Are you going to commit to using it again? And is this something you want to sit on a shelf and look at? Nine times out of 10, my clients end up parting with the items that is pulling on their pocketbook. Today, I'm gonna share with you the advice I tell every one of my clients when I'm helping them declutter their home and they encounter things that they spent a lot of money on. It really makes a difference in our session and their success in finishing the task completely. And hopefully this will free you up on holding on to things you've spent a lot of money on as well. Hi, and welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. week, I had the privilege of working with two brand new clients in their home. Each of them has lived in their home either 30 or 40 plus years, and both of them are retired and they're ready to downsize and live a more minimal lifestyle. Not as minimalist, but they want to enjoy their retirement and they don't want to be managing stuff all the time. One client is moving out of her four bedroom house into a two-bedroom house that she can easily maintain a lot better. And the other one just wants to downsize all the junk in her closets, in her garages, and she just doesn't want all the clutter around her all of the time. And I don't blame them. But what I've encountered in each of these client sessions is that they come across items that they've spent a lot of money on. And they don't really want them in their house, but... (laughs) the thought of letting them go and just throwing them in the trash or putting them in the donation pile free of charge really bothered them. And so I'm going to share with you what I told each of these women as we were going through their session. And the number one thing that I feel like has helped me and other people that I've told this to, to let things go, is to imagine this. Imagine you have done a service. You have you have bought a service that has only last that only lasted for like an hour. Okay. Do you have anything to show for that service other than the experience of that service? No. Did you spend a lot of money on it? Heck yeah. But you didn't take anything home with you to sit on a shelf to put in a closet, and so you don't have a decision to make later on for anything you brought home. The service happened, you don't have anything tangible to bring home, but you still spent the same amount of money on that item or on that service. 
for some reason, it when we bring something home tangible that we've spent money on, it's really hard for us to let it go because we have to then make another decision. First of all, we make the first decision to buy the item with the amount of money, and that might pull on our heartstrings then. It might have you know caused us a little bit of pain to let that money go for that item. We might have had to get permission, or not permission, but get on the same board with same page with our husband to you know, justify buying that item. So first of all, you had to make the decision to buy the item, spend a lot of money on it, and and that probably was hard. So you have a lot of emotion wrapped up in it. Then the second thing is you, because it was so expensive, you've probably kept it for a long time. You've invested a lot of time in this item being a part of your life. So then you have the emotional strain of the time that this item has been a part of your life, whether it's been seen or unseen. Sometimes we have buyer's remorse and we don't really want the item that we purchase. It doesn't really fit into our lifestyle, our decor, whatever it is. And we end up shoving it on a shelf, but still we have that emotional attachment to that item because first of all, it was emotionally hard to purchase because it was pretty expensive. Then we keep it for a long amount of time because it was so expensive. And then by the time we have decided that we want to downsize, we have to then make another decision. So you've you've already made three decisions here. You've made a decision to purchase, you've made a decision where to store and how long to keep, and then you've made the decision, you have to make the decision to let it go or to keep it forever and then let it go later. Either way, you are eventually going to part with this item, whether it's after death and somebody else has to part with it, or you just shove it in a, sh- a cabinet and say, I don't want to deal with it right now. It's too hard. It's too hard to let that thing go. I'll just deal with it later. But eventually you have to let it go. You might as well rip the bandaid off and let it go the moment you decide that that it no longer serves a purpose in your life. So I'm going to take you through a couple of different examples of different price points so that when you encounter an item in your home and you say, okay, I spent $20 on this item, you can liken it to a service that would be comparable in price. A service that didn't provide you with anything to bring home. You enjoyed the experience and you spent money on that experience and you have nothing to show for it other than the memory of the experience, okay? So let's start at $25. $25 is like taking your family out for the night to Dairy Queen, okay? Dairy Queen. I was going to say to Chick-fil-A, but hello. <laughs> Prices of food are expensive right now, and you can't go out to dinner for anything less than $50 now for a family of five. In my opinion, unless you're running through the dollar menu at the drive through <laughs> So $25 for a family outing to Dairy Queen. It's gonna take you about an hour round trip depending on where you live. You've spent $25 for an hour experience, okay? So think about something in your home that you've probably spent $25 on, okay? Maybe a pair of sandals. And you think, oh, I spent $25 on those sandals. I can't get rid of them. Or a book, a book. A lot of people are attached to books, not just because you spent money on them, but for some reason we get attached to books. And even though we've read them and probably will not go back to reading them, 
we're attached because of it is an experience. We have an emotional attachment to the experience of reading that book. So when we see it, we like, oh, I remember how that felt to read that book. So there's there's a lot of emotion that goes with hanging on to items and storing things in your home. So be really mindful about what comes into your home. You're going to have to make a decision on that item later on. All right, so let's go on to $50. $50, give or take, you know, probably a little bit more, probably like $65 or $75. You're going to be able to buy an hour massage. It's an experience. You've You've went there, you've had the experience, you've been you've been filled up with that hour massage. Do you have anything to show for it? No. Did you spend money on it? Absolutely. But you don't have to make a decision on that later on because you paid for the experience and not the item, okay? You see how you need, I think when we're purchasing things, we need to think about the experiences that we can spend our money on instead of the things that we're gonna have to manage when we bring them into our home, okay? So think about that. For $50, you're gonna spend that on basically an hour hour long massage. All right, the next one, $100, okay? We can get a lot of things for $100, but for you ladies, let's liken this to a hair appointment. and. Honestly, if you get highlights in your hair or go to a bougie hairdresser, you are going to spend about $200. <laughs> if you get extensions, let's go ahead and bump that up to $400. So $100 normal hair appointment. You have to do that at least every two months, okay? For me, I have long hair and I manage it by cutting it about twice a year. I'm totally okay with that. I'm a minimalist when it comes to beauty care and that's my lifestyle. <laughs> okay, so $100 you spent on a hair appointment and that $100 is gone, but did it fill you up? Yep. Did it provide something that you needed? Absolutely. Do you have to manage it later on and forever and 30 years down the road? Do you have to get rid of it out of your house? No, it's not a decision you have to make again other than going every two months and getting another hair appointment. So think about that. $100, 100 to $400 you're going to spend on a hair appointment. All right, the next one is $500. I think about this as a day trip to the amusement park. Oh my goodness, I love going to the amusement park with my kids. That's $500 well spent. We take some pictures, we refer back to it forever. When the kids are gonna be older, they're gonna be like, remember when we went to Disney World? Now you can't go to Disney World for $500 as a family of five, but a little bit more than that, probably around the $700 range, you absolutely can. Okay, so you've, spent money on it, $500 plus to go to the amusement park. You've enjoyed it. You've made memories. Do you have anything to manage after it? Absolutely not, unless you took too many pictures, and then you would. <laughs> Make sure that you're purging those pictures as you go, and keep about five, three to five pictures from each event that you take with your family. It's going to save you in the long run. I promise, friend, I'm working with clients now, and they're just throwing away boxes and boxes of pictures, and they're like, I can't even go through it. It's too much. So save yourself the trouble and be really mindful of the pictures that you take. Okay, so... $500 is going to be a day trip to the amusement park. You don't bring anything home to manage. You don't have to um, get rid of it later on. It's not an extra decision that you have to make. So what would be in our home that would be roughly $500? Okay, maybe a couch. Okay, you spend a lot of money on that couch. Now it depends on the type of couch you get. Um, 
let's see, a bookshelf or a piece of furniture. We're getting into those higher ranges. And you think, oh, I spent a lot of money on that. Well, yeah, to get rid of it, it's still valuable to you. But to somebody else, they're not. if they're buying it secondhand, it's not going to be as valuable. They're not going to say, oh, I'm going to give you the same amount of money you spent. No, you've gotten years of wear on it. Okay, it has been a part of your life and you have enjoyed it. You have, so say that you went on a family trip for $500 to an amusement park. You spent $500 and you say, I spent $500 on a couch in my home. But that couch has sat in my home a lot longer than it took to go to the amusement park for $500. Okay, do you see how that happened? The service that you're getting from that couch for $500 is lasting a lot longer than it does for you to go to the amusement park for the day. So by the time you get rid of that couch, you have gotten pennies worth on the day of use out of that couch. Okay, so think about that as you're trying to purge and get rid of things in your home. All right, last one is $1,000, $1,000. Now, this is probably more realistic for a couch <laughs> in your home, but you would spend about this much on a small family vacation, a small family vacation, or a big family vacation, probably just for the Airbnb that you are staying in for the week. <laughs> we know that family vacations cost a lot more than that. Okay, so... What would you spend in your home that would cost about $1,000? Well, probably a large piece of furniture, maybe something outside, maybe I would say a lawnmower, but a lawnmower costs a lot more than that. Maybe a tool out in the yard that you need. Okay, so think about how much further that $1,000 is going by by buying that item and having it for years or days or years, okay? So by the time you get rid of it, it has like, it costs you like pennies to use, all right? And you're gonna spend $1,000 just in one week on a family vacation. So I'm not saying don't invest in things and buy things, but when it comes to these items that are no longer valuable or of use, in your life and in your home, and you think back, oh, but I spent a lot of money on them. Let them go. They've already served their time. They've already given you a service in your life, and it's been a great service. Now, let's be honest, a lot of the things that we spend money on, we don't always use. I'm sorry. That's just the that's just the, the rewards you have to reap, okay? You reap what you sow. If you spend the money and you don't use the item, then it's gone to waste. So be really mindful about where you lay your dollar bills. What do you spend your money on? Are you actually gonna use it? Are you gonna use it on a regular basis? I am not an impulse buyer. I am, I'm like, when I go to the store, I especially clothes shopping, I will put a bunch of items in my cart and then I'll end up putting it all back because I'm like, Lisa, you're really satisfied with the clothes that you have in your closet. And even decor items, I will travel around with it and I'll let it like simmer and um, kind of saute in my mind while I'm walking around the store. And I'm like, do I really want that? No. I, our a recent trip to TJ Maxx, my daughter and I took to spend a gift card that I received from our homeschooling co-op. I found on the clearance rack this head, <laughs> this head plamic, a, a plamic, <laughs> a ceramic head 
planter, okay? So it was really cool, it was white, it was modern, it would totally fit in my office space. And the top of it was like cut off to where you can put plants on the inside. And I was thinking a pompous plant, so it was like coming out and everything, or like a grassy plant. And I walked around with that planter for a good 20 minutes and I said, I think I'm just gonna put this back. I don't really need it. <laughs> I could find something pretty cool at the thrift store or at a vintage shop and I don't need to buy it brand new just because I have a gift card to buy it. So I put it back and I don't regret it at all. So be really mindful about what you bring in your home because you're gonna make decisions on it later, okay? You're gonna have to make a decision on, first of all, buying the item. If it costs a lot, that's gonna be hard for you. Second of all, where to store the item, how to use that item, how often to use it, where to put it when you're no longer using it. Okay, and then the third um, decision you're gonna have to make is when to get rid of it, how to get rid of it, and is it gonna be too hard for me to get rid of it because I've held it for so long because I've spent so much money on it. All right, friends, I hope this helped you work through those mental barriers and mental blocks that you are having when you're decluttering your home and you come across items that are pricey or expensive or that you've spent money on. I hope this helps you. All right, I want you to join me in this new thing that I have. I know a couple of weeks ago, I did an episode where I said, no, I'm not doing a Facebook group. I'm not doing it. And we tried Telegram. Y'all, Facebook has the hold on us. Let's just go ahead in a minute. It's not as easy over in Telegram. And just be honest, you're not there. Y'all are not over in Telegram already. And I'm a mentalist. Hopefully you're learning how to be a more minimal person. And we don't want all of these extra apps and software that we have to download. So I have, and I'm actually excited about it. I really am. I, I know in my other episodes that I've said that I don't wanna do a Facebook group and I don't wanna like be in charge of leading all these people, but I really just love to pour into people. So it's going to be a support group, a support group to go along with the things or with the topics that I am talking about on the podcast, as well as some other live videos that I had planned on doing in Telegram. We're gonna now switch, switch gears and do it over on Facebook. That way I don't have to learn all the new tech. Facebook is just easy. I've been using it for almost 15 years now and it's just easy for me. I've mastered the skills and the tech over there. So we're gonna switch gears and go over to the Facebook group. So if you would like to join the Facebook group, get some extra support and connect with me more, um, go to habitsandhome.com slash community and join the Facebook group over there. Plus, I will send you some freebies every single week, tips and tricks and how-to's, straightforward action steps to help you declutter and organize your home. All right, friends, I'll see you right here next time on the Habits and Home Show.